What is going on, everybody? We are back on the eve of the good old Cinco de Mayo. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2020. And we are finally back with another episode of the Tailgoats podcast. We are joined by absolutely nobody. It's just myself, Andy, again, doing this on my own. We failed you guys. I'm going to start it off with that. We failed you. We didn't have the NFL draft. We didn't have the pre-show. We didn't have the live show. We didn't have the post-show. We didn't have any show last week. We had nothing. And uh, that falls on nobody but us. So I apologize. Um, it won't happen again. We had a lot going on between the group, and it was just so much to get everyone together, try to get the podcast recorded in a short period of time. And we didn't want to put something bad out there that we didn't put a lot of thought into and just do a show to do a show. We want to do it right and that's what we always want to do for everyone that listens week in and week out. So, again, I'm sorry. We will be better moving forward. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone. If you're listening on Thursday, May 5th, I hope you have a great, safe Cinco de Mayo. Celebrate responsibly. Celebrate safe. Celebrate like a tailgoat would. But that being said, we will go right into what we missed out on the NFL draft. And the NFL draft wasn't that big of a deal to Cleveland fans this year because guess what? We didn't have a first round pick. We got our quarterback. We still don't have our other quarterback uh, here in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. I, I say this every time I do one of these solo clips. I'm not going to talk a lot about, about Baker. Uh, we do have other quarterbacks in the division to talk about that were drafted. I'll get to that a little bit later. But what was it like not focusing for Browns fans on a first round pick Knowing that we have now Deshaun Watson here, there were some areas that felt, hey, maybe we'll trade back up um, as the Florida State defensive end started to slide a little bit. I thought, hey, maybe we'll we'll jump back up and uh, snag him at some point, but and we didn't make any trades to get back in the first round. There were second round trades, third round trades or whatever that we went into, but what a weird draft it was. It was an odd draft. There was... You know, everyone talked about Aiden, Hutch- Aiden Hutchinson being the number one overall pick, and then Trayvon Walker kind of steals the thunder in Jacksonville. All of a sudden, it's Jacksonville's guy at defensive end. But we kind of knew it was going to be defensive heavy draft, and the first five picks obviously were. Kayvon Thibodeau slid a little bit, and the Giants jumped on jumped on him at number five at one point was considered the number one overall pick consensus and then Aiden Hutchinson goes on to have quite the year at Michigan and you know Trayvon Walker again the year that Georgia had was just phenomenal uh, what I did like to see was our boys from Ohio get drafted Ahmad Gardner or sorry Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati getting Luke Fickle a top four draft pick and one at you know defensive or uh, cornerback um after that, you know, you see a handful of tackles go, and it really wasn't that quarterback draft. And I think that's why people really weren't that excited about this draft because it wasn't, you know, the C.J. Stroud, the potential of Tyler Van Dyke next year being a, a first-round quarterback. There wasn't the quarterback talk. The best quarterback we could talk about was Kenny Pickett or um, the Liberty, Liberty, Court, sorry, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. Those were the top quarterbacks out there, and there really wasn't a team that absolutely needed to go after a quarterback that was in the top 10 picks. Uh, obviously, with Seattle losing Russell or trading away Russell Wilson, um, Atlanta with the departure of Matt Ryan, uh, there's a little talks of 
would they go after a quarterback there? Would they not? You know, they address other needs. Atlanta goes after Drake London since the suspension of Calvin Ridley for putting too many parlays out there. Um, other than that, you know, Ohio State back-to-back wide receivers in the first round. Our boy Jordan Davis that I talked about ends up going to the Eagles. But the big talk was how many trades there were. I think there was over 10 trades in the first round. There was also 10 teams without a first-round pick, uh, which I don't know if I've ever seen that before. But then you talk about these trades. You talk about teams that needed to give up wide receivers to get back into the first round or move up in their first round. Uh, Baltimore trading away um, their wide receiver to move up in the first round. A.J. Brown being traded. But then the Browns give up a fifth rounder to get Amari Cooper. So I think we absolutely did the right thing there. We didn't really give up much to snag Amari Cooper. We didn't have to overpay. Uh, I know the Cardinals ended up with one of those big trades. I don't have all this in front of me. There was so much that went on, and I apologize for this. Uh, Jermaine Johnson ended up going to the Jets, and they're saying the Jets had by far the best draft. They addressed the need that they needed at corner with Sauce Gardner. They ended up with Garrett Wilson, who I think is the best wide receiver in the draft. They ended up with one of the top defensive ends. They were saying Jermaine Johnson could be a top four, top three pick. He falls to 26, and the Jets sweep him up. They did everything right in the first round. On the other hand, the team that did everything wrong and kind of raised some eyebrows, New England Patriots. Drafting Cole Strange, a guard out of Chattanooga, and nobody knew what they were doing. They, they looked at him. They didn't even have a picture of this guy when they showed his name. They didn't even know who he was. They had no film lined up for this guy. But the Patriots swoop him up at 29. Uh, so really weird draft. It's always such a fun time of the year. Uh, watching the NFL draft from start to finish. I watched with Mark, the man in the middle, and Will the first round. But Mark was saying, I like when the draft was all just one day. And the round shortened, the pick shortened by each round. Kind of carried on. Carrying it over three days, I get it. The publicity, make it a big thing for the city. But three days is a long time for an event. So we'll see where it, where it ends up. It was out in Las Vegas. It looks like Vegas did a nice job. Uh, obviously, any cities that host want to really make their city shine. Uh, they did just that. If you did watch, the microphones were pretty messed up when they started so um we'll let mark down the road talk a little bit more about the draft when uh, he gets back on the show but i'm going to talk about something that i'm excited about it's my time of the year it's nhl playoff time what a fun time if you're not an nhl fan or if you have espn espn or espn plus throw the playoffs on playoff hockey is the best hockey right now You've got games from 7 o'clock all the way till midnight. It's the first round, four games a day. Not enough hockey to go around. Uh, great games last night. Uh, Tuesday, we had a three-overtime thriller between Penguins and the Rangers. The Capitals come in with their veteran team, upset the Panthers on the road to steal a game. Avalanche absolutely mudhole stomped the Predators, and the Flames won a close one, one nothing at home. Monday night, Hurricanes took care of the Bruins. Maple Leafs took down the defending champs, the two-time defending champs, 
the Lightning 5 nothing at home. The Blues went on the road against the Wilds, and the Kings pull off the upset on the road against the Oilers. Anything can happen NHL, NHL playoff-wise. I've got stake in the Wild and the Rangers. It crushed me to see the Rangers go down. But what you see in the playoffs is veteran leadership step up, the guys that have been there, the guys that know how to keep their composure, how to win games, and how to play these next month and a half to two months of hockey. Save your legs, make it through the playoffs, win the important games, steal one on the road, and see what happens from there. The eight seed could win the win the Stanley Cup, and you would have thought they were the best team all around. The number one seed, the best record in the NHL all year, could get bounced in the first round. They could get swept in the first round. Anything can happen. If you don't have anything going on, if you're tired of the NBA playoffs, we're kind of in that boring time for me in the playoffs. It's second round. Uh, this round, not much excitement happens in it, but NHL playoffs is where it's at. Watch how fast this hockey is, how aggressive they are, the lack of penalty calls, which I do love. The refs let them play. Um, they do let them get away with a lot more. And just the shots on goal and the, the, the saves goalies are making. It's just how close everything matters in this. So tune into some playoff hockey. It's on for the next extended period of time. You got it all weekend. Another good event we got this weekend, the Kentucky Derby. We'll get into that a little bit later, along with UFC a little bit later. But that being said, I will stick with my pick. I think the Maple Leafs, we said this in the beginning of the year, I think the Maple Leafs are going to hoist the cup this year. I think it is finally their time. They've done enough. Uh, Avalanche, you know, everyone's kind of big on the Avalanche. They're a fast team. They came out, they punched the Predators in the mouth last night, but Predators, not really a team that I saw belonging in the playoffs. Uh, they made it in. They were, I think, the three seed in their division, but Avalanche might get bounced round two, in my opinion. Give me one second. Talking alone, I got to take a sip out of my rum and coke. Not quite ready for the tequila that we're going to have tomorrow night for Cinco de Mayo and the birthdays. Tomorrow, May 5th, or if it's Thursday, you're listening to today, May 5th, my daughter Ivy turns one Cinco de Mayo, baby. I can't wait to celebrate her birthday moving forward. What a great day to be born on May 5th. Giant Fiesta, Ivy, I apologize. It's tequilas, or sorry, it's tequila, it's margaritas, it's nachos, it's tacos. It's everything Cinco de Mayo for your birthday moving forward. Get used to it because my birthday is the day after. Birthday buddies with my daughter, Ivy. Uh, what a great 48 hours we can celebrate together. Uh, we'll save the rum for May 6th since that's my favorite. But we got to toughen her up. I know she's just turning one. Uh, but we'll, we'll get her liver ready for that 21st birthday. And uh, should be a fun night 20 years from now. Uh, everyone's invited that's listening. Uh, that'll be May 4th, uh, 2042. Ivy's first or 21st birthday. Not sure where we'll be celebrating it at, but know that if you listen to this episode take that as your invite 20 years from now so set put in your calendar uh iphone may 4th 2042 we'll celebrate ivy's birth 21st birthday together 
That being said, this Sunday we got Mother's Day coming up. Be sure, thank your mothers for everything they do. I'm sure at some point they're driving you to practice, taking care of your homework, packing your lunch, doing your laundry. You name it, your mom did it for you. Um, treat your mothers well this uh, this Mother's Day. Thank them, bring them flowers, take them to breakfast, do something for them, but make sure they know how much that you mean to them. Sorry, that they mean to you in your life and how much they molded your life for you. That'll be the uh, sappy part of the podcast. Before we get to Mother's Day, though, we got two big events on Saturday. We've got a huge UFC card, and we've got the Kentucky Derby to kick off the Triple Crown races. Going into UFC, what a weekend it was this past weekend. If you didn't watch it, hop on ESPN Plus and watch the main event. Rob Font, Marlon Chidovera. What a fight. Over the course of five rounds, over 700 strikes thrown between the two gentlemen. 500 were thrown at one of them, and he doesn't look like he got hit by one at the end of the fight. That's Cheeto Vera. He comes out victorious in what was a phenomenal fight. Um, one of those fights, if you're on the border of being a UFC fan, go check it out. Be pretty cool. A lot of... Sh- Tons of strikes, some flash knockdowns, and then Rob Font just showing a lot of blood at the end of the fight. He kind of looked like uh, the character from uh, Mask, as Tommy Trusick sent to me, uh, with how swollen his face was at the end of the fight. But great fight from last weekend. This upcoming weekend, we've got a great one. Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje fighting for the lightweight title. Um, I don't know who I like in this one. Oliveira has been so good recently. You never know what you're going to get with Gaethje. Right now, it's minus 170 Oliveira, plus 145 on Gaethje. I think I like the plus money. I usually do. Um, I'm leaning towards Gaethje. A little bit of wrestling background there, but Oliveira has that as well. I don't see this going down to the ground and turning into a wrestling match. It's going to stay on their feet. I think there are going to be a lot of strikes thrown, similar to the main event this past weekend. Before that fight, Thug, Rose, Namajunas, and Carla Esparza. Uh, Thug Rose sitting at minus 220. Should be easy work for her. Uh, I believe this is her first title defense since uh, she won the belt back. Prior to that, we've got Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson, Mauricio Rua and OSP. All great fights on the main card. But to lean off, lead off the main card, you got Cowboy. Not a big fan. On the prelims, main event, probably one of the closest fights on the card, Randy Brown and Chaos Williams. This is going to be a phenomenal fight. Uh, I wish I could watch these. I won't be able to. I'm not the type to go back and watch fights after they've already been done because I'll look at the results and see what happened it'll ruin it for me i gotta watch stuff live i'm so mad i'm gonna miss this live but what a phenomenal fight on the as the main event on the prelims so saturday night if someone asks you to watch these fights go watch them they're gonna be great it's gonna be worth the money even if they ask you to chip in a little bit go ahead chip in Moving on to the Kentucky Derby, which will be earlier in the evening. I know nothing about these horses. I know none of them. I look at the numbers. I know with the Kentucky Derby, anything can happen. 
I'm looking at what post position has the Kentucky Derby winner come out of. Post 5, post 10, and uh, post 1 are the top three. Coming out of post 5, you have Smile Happy, who's 21, 20 to 1 odds. Coming out of post 10, you have Zandon, who's 3 to 1 odds, which eh, pretty good post to come out of. Coming out of post 1, you have Mo Dongal, <laughs> who's 10 to 1 odds right now. I kind of like Zan or sorry, I kind of like Smile Happy at the 21 20 to 1 odds to win. I think that's going to be my pick. I might even throw some on Mo Dongle or whatever however you pronounce it. Uh coming in at 10 to 1 odds. You never know what could happen at 3 to 1. Not much payback coming out of it, but if someone's running a pool for Kentucky Derby, let me know. I'd love to get in on a random draw for a horse. Just something to root for and watch. Um other than that, again, I do want to apologize. I forgot to play the birthday song that I had queued up for Ivy, so I'm going to play it right now. It's a mixture of the mariachi and the happy birthday since she was born one year ago on May 5th. Happy birthday to the Cinco de Mayo baby, Ivy Jane Finn. I hope that I can get back together with Will and Mark, the man in the middle, and we can get back in the green room, get back to recording. Guys, it's a lot for us three. This is a lot. And I've been talking with Will about this, that we need to add some people to this. We need more people that want to be involved, that want to jump on and do this with us consistently. I can't thank Michael and Kyle enough for helping me out a couple weeks ago, doing a full episode with me. Their knowledge of the NBA playoffs and the NBA teams was phenomenal. There's areas we lack. There's areas we can get better in. And I just, there's some like, I don't really have much interest in. I didn't talk about baseball. The Guardians are kind of stinking right now. They're, they're a streaky team and they're on a losing streak. They're beating bad teams. They beat the Reds. They swept the Athletics, but they play these good teams. And it's a team of streaks. And I feel like the bad streaks are going to outweigh the good ones for, uh, for this team. So if you're listening and you want to join in, if you want to contribute, if you just want to do one episode, help us out, join in. It's always fun to have a, a fresh set of eyes, I would say, on the podcast. And uh, as Jameis would say, I don't have the clip queued up, but uh, what's uh, what's my tra- trainer's trainer say? It's uh, what uh, it's, it says: be prepared. <laughs>